Welcome everyone to another episode of Four Layered Takes. On this episode, we will be discussing Lovecraft Country, episode seven, I am dot dot dot. I'm your girl, Kim. It's me, Mimi. It's your girl, Mayo. It's your boy, Marcus, a.k.a. Equimini. Um, As some of you uncultured people may not know uh out the outcast album outcast third album third studio album yeah equipment was released 22 22 years ago today september 29th 1998 in my opinion in my opinion it's the best outcast album that's just my opinion i'm just over here flabbergasted first of all i'm glad i got to use flabbergasted in a sentence today (laughs) but i'm just i'm just flabbergasted that you even know Equipment, I like, like Kim said, were you born? Like, what? Were you born? The reason why, okay, first of all, I was born in 1990. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> Second of all, Equipment, I was the first album I bought with my own money. So that's why it means so much to me or resonates with me. Oh, okay. oh God, that's cute. It was that's one cute. of the first that's albums. Cute. One of the first albums, yeah. I'm about to say, okay. you want to know how old I am? The first album I bought with my own money was Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was shy. Mine was shy. I was like, I'm, a, I'm about to go buy Shy and High Five. <laughs> the debut album. <laughs> my prerogative, goddamn. <laughs> oh, we all. Hell yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. Oh, no, no. You good. You good. You good. <laughs> baby. Shout, baby. Out to, shout out to Equimini. That is one of my favorites. And I wore the fuck out of that album in college while you were just eight years old, probably. <laughs> Did you even know what they were talking about? Right. Well, of course you ain't know. You ain't know what they were talking about. Look, the cover art alone should have been enough for you to be like, what is happening? They shouldn't even sold you the album. First of all, you was a little baby. Exactly. <laughs> how did you even how did you even acquire this album? Young man, <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. But you know, I you know I know every, I knew every lyric. Sportio, 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 the delicious. But they know what the hell I was saying. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "What you say?" He still don't know. Right. <laughs> it, it just it just hit him last year what they was talking about. He's like, "Oh, that's what they meant." I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lord, <laughs> well, that is all right with us. Yeah. So we are going to get started. Episode seven, I am. They only really had, to me, one major theme. This episode was self-discovery. Like, who are you? Who am I? Who are we? Who are the aliens? I don't know. Right. So I, I, I did like it more on my second watch. Um, but I still did. It's still, as of today, my least favorite episode. Of, of the series so far yeah wow. that's how and that's how wow. that's how i feel it's not my favorite episode but uh-huh. i like the episode i thought you would not like it i'm very surprised i am very very like i am flabbergasted don't be still uh-huh. my big word of the day probably i like the episode it should have come with a trigger warning for me Mm-hmm. Because I think I am Hippolyta. Like, mm. I think currently going through some kind of a identity, figuring mm-hmm. out who I am and mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be. And 
I kind of wish I would have went through the multiverse machine so I could come out and be like, I am the discoverer. So I would know. Okay. Yeah, I'm struggling over here. <laughs> so. But I mean, but you're so, you're so, that, that's interesting. I feel like we're in the time of our lives right now where you and I are very close in age, if not the same age, that we are kind of going through what the next, what is the next? But I'm like, you're, you're so accomplished. Like, do you feel that you're not, you haven't got to where you want to be or you just don't know what, what's next? Like, is there some more? Like you have, you have a I'm, shit ton of degrees. You're like a shit ton of degrees. You're like a superwoman. What are you I have about? a lot of freaking physicists. She's uh, she doing them numbers. So y'all, she was, she was, she was beautiful. Mind them numbers up left and fucking right. Yeah, yeah. I was still over here. Like, okay, if you carry the two. <laughs> I was like, right let me get my calculator. Let me get my calculator on my iPhone. Cause I don't fuck going home. Right. Wow. <laughs> I'm, Your man. face said that was like the best Mimi. I wish we could show the people when you were like, I was like, carry the two. That's <laughs> The damn or the damn Ori would have just got up and left and been like, bitch. <laughs> you not smart enough for me. Forget it. I'm so I'm um, man, I'm so surprised. I'm surprised I'm surprised you all don't like it more. I mean, I like I said, I thought it was my favorite episode. And like on the second rewatch, I, I think why I liked it so much because like like though I'm not a I, though I'm not a woman, I kind of empathize with what she was talking about, and I'm sure you all did too. I mean, not empathize, you all understood completely where she was coming from. Because, like, yeah. even, like, even, if, I mean, they talk about, like, even how a strong black woman can, like, be, she can shrink. It's like, society can make her shrink, and she can become in, invisible, not to just society, but even her own self. Right. And, like, and I've seen that from, like, the women, the women in my life that are most important, that are so important to me, like, I've seen it in them, like, I, like, some, I got a woman in my life who I've grown up with, and, like, I've seen her struggle with her own identity to get out, get, to get out and be herself, to not live in somebody else's shadow, but, like, to live her own life and be happy and do that, and then I've got another woman in my life where she's the, the strongest woman I know, and she literally lost everything but her life, and I've watched her fight to reclaim everything from the woman that she used to be. And then another woman in my life that she's the best, she's the best woman I know. Like everything, mm-hmm. the, the smartest, the most beautifulest, the most giving, the best heart, the everything. And even having to deal with my own bullshit, my, the bullshit I put on her and then the bullshit society puts on her, I see how much of a strain that puts on her and how that mm-hmm. shrinks her because she's constantly giving and giving and giving. So I mm-hmm. like, just seeing Hippolyta just be able to not give a fuck and just be herself and do what she wanted to wanted to do. I kind of understood that point, and then kind of mm-hmm. not bringing it back on that. Even when she told that to when she told that to George, he how he didn't get offended or hurt. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he listened and he helped her. And when she said she wanted to discover, he went with her and he joined on that joined on that journey. So that that's that, I think that's why I liked it so much and it meant so much to me and why it's my favorite episode. Mm. I, I, I think I like that. The, the the message of the episode itself is just great it's brilliant it's amazing like i'm it that's not that's not where i'm kind of like iffy on um it just feels out of place in a sense with the mm-hmm. with the whole rest of the story like to me all the other episodes gave you they gave you a lot of themes and they gave you a lot of messaging but they all fit within the story itself 
and Sunday's episode felt like it was a like it wasn't even in this show particularly and it may and like I said it depends on on how this blends into the rest of the story and how the Ori and all that um ties into everything else I may come back and be like oh okay now I get it like that was excellent that was like the dopest shit ever but like kind of right now it it feels like we took a detour from the main story we've been following all along to get this message of black women be yourself live your life and i can appreciate that as a black woman but i'm just like do we need to take a whole detour mm-hmm. of I mean, one episode to do that that doesn't yeah. feel like it fits within the rest of the story and that's when i was like it kind of feels heavy-handed it's kind of like everything flow and then it was like we gonna give you this message today, goddamn it! Why, like, we gonna pound this home? And I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. And mm-hmm. and I appreciate the message. It's just I don't know how it flows with everything else. And I'm just waiting to see how it flows with everything else. So yeah. it was cool, but I, I gotta wait and see. <laughs> it's gonna flow with everything. I think, I think. But I I get your point, Mimi. That it seems mm-hmm. like it's it's it doesn't flow with the story. Yeah, I kind of see that. Um, but I also think, of course, it's going to all come together because they're all trying to find Ori. They're all trying to figure out how to get to the time machine so that they can get to the book of names. So I feel like the fact that the first person to figure out how to get what everybody wants was this old black woman who wasn't even on the journey. Like, she doesn't even know what she found. Like, to me, that's kind of... Mm-hmm. Like, I like that point. Like, oh, the smartest one in here is this middle-aged Black woman who y'all discounted and put to the side. She's the one who figured it out. Tilting it on the side. Oh, this is how you open it. Oh, well, let me get in Woody and drive to Mayfield, Kentucky, or wherever Mayfield is. Yeah, yeah. I figured it out. It's in Kansas. I figured it out, guys. Yeah, it's in but there is a Mayfield, Kentucky, too. Because I looked on oh. the map. <laughs> yeah, I was so confused. I'm like, bitch, I don't know where we going. I don't know. But there I is a Mayfield. Yeah, there is a Mayfield, Kentucky. You know, like, she was the first one. And then she got there mm-hmm. and did her carry the two, move that in the exponent of this. And and opened it up, like. All right. The fire. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I said, I, and I felt like we were so, um, I was so engrossed in the horror fantasy part of the story, which I think that we follow so closely after that, after Tick's dream in episode one, that I wasn't ready to then go back to the sci-fi, which is the foundation, you know, of what this is. This is sci-fi horror. So I just wasn't, I wasn't ready to go back. And, it, and I'm not a huge fan of like Star Trek. And it just reminded me of like Captain Kirk going to this place and then they go to this place and like it just gave me those vibes and I don't like that I don't like that show so I think that's kind of that kind of turned me off but I just like okay I had to just get back and say okay this is a sci-fi horror but we've been so in the magic and the horror aspect of it that's you know because we've been in, on that journey um right. and I felt the same way like we Hippolyta is clearly what like we've been talking about and I had to go back to just our other um thinking about our other podcast talking about how smart uh, George and Atticus and Montrose are like with you know reading just devouring all this information and you know doing all these things. And Hippolyta, I'm like this bitch doing physics on this little on her little paper. 
So I'm like, she's brilliant. So I, I, I did feel bad that, you know, we did, I didn't acknowledge that from, you know, right when I saw her talking to her dad on the phone, I'm like, she's really, really intelligent. She's super, super intelligent. And this yeah. show is so cool because you have so many intelligent black people. I think that that is really, really awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, and I think my other frustration, I guess, is that we're about to be in episode seven. Episode eight. No. Eight. I mean, eight. Eight, sorry. Yeah. We just mm-hmm. finished seven. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I don't know, like, it feels like more, it feels like this past episode posed more questions, and I, and I thought we were coming to a conclusion, <laughs> because I'm just like, if this, and it's not a time machine, per se, it's, it's mm-hmm. a machine that, a multiverse, different multiverse worlds, machine. different planes, and all that, and I'm kind of, mm-hmm. kind of just like, yeah, how does this, why is everybody after this? Like, we're going to see, because it lets you, it lets you go wherever you, if you, I feel like Hippolyta learned how to use it by using herself and what she really wanted, that, that guided her. But think if you are a person that has um, the, a, a specific coordinate to where you want to go, to where you know, right before the house got blown up before Titus Mim got got dead and and Hannah ran out that book you can put that in that machine and go to that point in time so I can get it yeah but yeah but you can and probably you can change they probably think of what I realized is the other characters really they don't know anything about this they're Mm -hmm. calling it a machine because they don't know really what it is Mm -hmm. and they probably think I can go back in time to change change something future so we're probably gonna get some butterfly effect episode or something like and that's why i don't want to happen well, i don't want it to be a butterfly effect or something well see yeah. that's why i'm kind of like well that's why i'm kind of confused as to what does this do for you because it's mm-hmm. technically not a time machine like you what mm-hmm. can you change like there is nothing there isn't <laughs> there is no place in this universe whether the homie Amazons are fighting the Confederates. Like, there's no, what did you change for that fucking shit right there to happen? So yeah. I'm just like, it's not, it's almost like it's not a point in time. It's a whole mm-hmm. different universe. Mm-hmm. So like, but if, I don't, you affect something, um, if you affect something in that universe, you're not really affecting, that doesn't mean you're necessarily affecting something on this plane. Because when Atticus yeah. came back out of the little portal or whatever, mm-hmm. He was holding Lovecraft Country yeah, by Doris Freeman yep. instead yeah. of Matt Ruff. So it's like, but, that, but that's what multiverse is. Like you're you you are in, and that's what I didn't understand when I first watched it because I was like, so George is dead. So how is this a multiverse? Because that's not what multiverse is. You a multiverse is a stand. It's its own universe. You're just right. jumping to it. But right. it does make sense. So if he had that from George, he can now read it and say, okay, now I know a little bit more about what's happening here. Maybe. Maybe in George's universe, something like this already happened, and it's more of a biography than a, than a, um, a fiction, mm-hmm. you know? So it could be any of those, because we don't know what happened in, in, the, in the universe that he took this book from. We don't right. know. Right. Well, that's, so that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what, yes, I, I think that we need us when they say time machine, that's what is throwing all of us off, because this is not a time machine. This is not... What was it? Was no. Time Machine written by Orwell? Who was it written by? The the I forget who it was written by. 
but it's not that we are no. talking about multiverse you know time space continuum so that's it's very different than what they they are using they're saying it is in the show but then think about it if that's we heard that from first christina. from this from christina yeah. who probably does not really know yet and from that crazy the lunatic yeah the other characters mm -hmm. do not really know what it what is, it is. So yeah calling yeah. it Mm -hmm. time machine because they think that it's going to take them back in time so they can get the book of names or the missing mm -hmm. pages like they don't know what it is yeah. the only yeah. people that really know what it is are tick and hippolyta yep. yeah tick yeah. came back Hippo yeah. hippolyta didn't hippolyta's still yeah. out there he didn't come yeah. back so tick yeah. really is the one who knows what it is and now that he turned it off or broke it who even knows if they can who could fix it to turn yeah. it back on? I, I want to. I'm like Tick. You need to control this dumbass temple you got. Like you don't know what fucking buttons you pushing. And who just, just bangs it. on things. Who just bang on shit? I'm just uh, like, dude. What are you? I mean, what, uh, banged on it for a second before she figured it out. Yeah, but, but she, she wasn't banging on the button. He was just like pushing all the button. I'm like, dude, yeah. Hit it once. Hit it like the old TV. You know, hit it on the side. <laughs> and then you did come back. He was I was like, plug it. Plug it. I mean, so, did he pull it out and blow in it? Because I mean, that no, did not. Way. Like, he didn't. Poor Hippolyta, she just gonna be floating around. She gonna come back as D Mama. We don't know what's gonna happen. Gonna I mean, D Queen Mama. I was just like, Tick. I, I just, yeah. I don't know, y'all. Yeah, it's, I, it's I just, I need to know what it means <laughs> before yeah. before I get excited or, or before I come back and be like, oh yeah, this this is my favorite episode or it has increased in value to me uh, mm -hmm. among others. I need to know what this what this means because but I think I'm gonna find out what it means. Um, we yeah. have three more episodes, though, yeah. so yeah. I think you're definitely gonna find out what it means because all the roles are kind of converging to get to this thing. Yeah, at the end of the day, everybody wants those pages, and guess what, guys? You're not gonna get it. No, I'm joking. They're gonna get uh, it. And we'll then HD Wells wrote the time machine. The time okay, I was like, who wrote the time machine? So that's I'm like, it's not that because yeah, he went back. Oh. That was really he was doing butterfly effect situation. So I'm like, we right. gotta think more, more uh what are those what's uh the big bang theory? <laughs> like let's think, yeah, time stays continuum. But um but it's exciting, but I was just like, oh, okay, I didn't understand, but now the, the after I listened to Lovecraft radio. And I'm like, okay, now I understand. So I was like, if George dead, how do you know he dead? I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, the first one, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was going on. But now I, I get it. I watch, I watch Rick and Morty. I know what's going on. And, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's, and that's what it's like. It's more Rick and Morty Marvel mm -hmm. than it is time time travel. Yep. Yeah. I just am still trying to... We'll, yeah, we'll see. I just don't yeah. know the value of that yet. <laughs> oh, we don't see, none of us do. We gotta, that's why we gotta watch the show. That's why. Like man, I mean, what, is the, what is the value in it then? Like if I can't, if I'm not going back to learn something or change something, I'm just going to have these different experiences, which is fun and fine. But like, why well, am I still my life and killing people? Yeah, I, but you can still learn from those different experiences. Exactly. So I'm like the whatever, but the book he brought back can tell him something because we don't know what happened in that George universe. I mean, I know, I know. I'm saying, I'm just hoping that it's not a disappointment. The revelation of Mm -hmm. this being valuable or not i hope is i hope it's not a really like the, the same mm -hmm. way we have a really when it's a lot of time travel and multiverse stuff in other shows i'm like okay 
So I'm just mm-hmm. hoping it's not that <laughs> at this point. Well, what I like about it is that one, Hippolyta knows nothing about this other storyline. She mm-hmm. knows nothing about the Book of Names, the Sons of Adam. Like, she doesn't know anything about it. So I like the fact that she went through the multiverse and we experienced her experience because we now know what it can do without the trying to figure out this other BS that we don't know. Now, Tick might have gone back in his and figured out some stuff, mm-hmm. but I like it. She, she doesn't know anything. So even if Hippolyta was to go in her multiverse situation, whatever she found, what she probably doesn't even know if she found anything, mm-hmm. if it's if it has any consequence on the story. Because she doesn't know anything yeah. about this other stuff. She, she went on real know. self-discovery, where they're trying to find something. Yeah, she's really yeah. freaking discovering. Oh. Yeah. She's, yeah, a, I, she, she's a pioneer. She yeah. is, she's on the Oregon Trail. She's the black lady of the, the new version of the Oregon Trail lady. Go she, for it. Hippolyta. And she's going to need to be, because she, she ain't coming back ticked and broke the machine, so I hope she happy wherever she is. That's <laughs> it. Cause that's what she gonna be forever. Cause Tick broke the machine. I'm sorry, Hippolyta. I'm sorry to this woman, because you ain't coming back. <laughs> Damn. Um, I think the, nah, I think she's coming back. We go, mother's you know, gonna mother's gonna fight to get back, back to their children. You know we are gonna get like the council. Of Hippo, we'll get the council of Hippolyta in the end of the season or something. <laughs> she gonna come out a hole the in the ground. The count of Hippolyta. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. I, I like I like I like it better on the second watch, but I still it definitely is not my favorite. But I, I thought it was beautiful though. She became Orinthia, you know. I was like, oh, Orinthia Blue, look at her awesome blue hairdo. I like it. I enjoyed now it. Did, now she just set the people up to go after her baby, but she dropped that book there. God, guys, oh. please, guys, don't don't drop any books that your little kids draw for you. So we begin the story uh, with Hippolyta. She opens the Ori and she finds that there's a key inside. Um, and on the inside where she pulls out the key, there's an inscription and it says, um, every beginning is in time and every limit of extension in time. And it had a little thing that was like coordinates. So she wrote the coordinates down and then she was like, I'm gonna go to these coordinates in Woody. I'm gonna go and explore. So that's exactly what she was trying to do. Um, so she, we, they do a flashback to a couple of days prior and her and remember her and Dee had gone to Artem. They did their little side journey and she was at Artem. She got to the house, uh, uh, Titus and Samuel's um, house and Christina's house. And she saw that there was a piece of wood with the same kind of uh, sun carving as the sun on the Ori. So she was like, oh, I'm going to connect these dots. And then she found a little piece of um, Arinthia Blue the, the, that Dee gave to George before they took out on the road. So she now knows that George was at the house. My question is this. What <laughs> difference does it make? I'm like, it, I don't understand. Like, it, he died on the road. They told you someone killed him. It doesn't, is, did he die on the actual road or did he die in his house? Like, I didn't understand what the, that, what, like, her, what, like, what is driving her to figure out exactly how he died. I didn't get that. I think she's just on a journey of discovery, mm-hmm. period. Like, and she doesn't know what happened. Even, even going there, they told you that, they, that, you know, the sheriff did something to him. They, killed, they took care of the sheriff. But now Done. you're at rubble. Then I would be like, well, 
did that happen at all? Mm -hmm. Like, what happened at this place? Yeah. She, she knows nothing. Yeah. She's the she's John Snow. She knows nothing. She don't know any of this stuff. John Snow. You know nothing, John Snow. <laughs> you know nothing, Hippolyta. Um, so <laughs> Hippolyta's starting to put, you know, she's putting things together. And so we see that now she's made that connection. Um, then we cut to a scene where we see Christina um, has the bodies of William. And I don't know what that lady's name is. I'm, call, I'm just going to call her Hillary down yeah. in the basement. Um, and uh, she has basically what it is confirmed. I think, Kim, you said that like the, if the person has to be dead so that they can take, use it. Did Mimi say that? Okay. So that the person had yeah. to be dead so then you can create that magic. Okay. So Mimi, Mimi confirmed that she was on that magic. She, was, she knew what that magic was about. And so she basically has them down in the basement and she just like pulling blood. But I'm like, how long does blood circulate? I, didn't, I don't know. I don't know bodies, but it just seemed like, it just seemed like they're, that this may not end well. Like they should be rotted or something. I know. I don't know. That and I was just, if I, that was me, I would feel violated. I'm like, can I just die? Like, can I be put in the ground? Like, what? At least she you like it on white people for me forever. Yeah. That was like, at least she was white people down there, not black people, the bodies down there that she was stealing the blood mm -hmm. from and doing dialysis. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's <laughs> the, Dialysis, she just recirculating the blood. The blood. Oh, Maybe. so they're not, yeah. And it's very odd when, when Chris, every time Christina refers to William and what, what Lancaster did, she says he tried to kill William. And I'm like, well, bitch, he looked kind of dead to me. Like, I'm like, is he not dead? She never says he Which, killed him. She just said tried to, but I'm like, no, she isn't did. he dead? She said he tried to kill him and he, mm -hmm. was, and he was successful or something. It, it was weird. Oh. I it was weird like, way she said weird, it. The wording was weird because she was like, she okay. tried to kill him. I mean, he tried to kill him. Yeah. He was successful, but I'm just like, well, then he didn't try. He did. What, Christina? So, so I thought, I said, well, maybe in my mind, I can I say, well, maybe Christina killed him. She was like, well, you halfway dead. I'm just going to go ahead and make you all the way dead. I need to get this blood real quick. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Well, I, I just think she keeps saying it because he did kill him, but she is using the blood as magic. So he's kind of to Christina, not dead. Like he's because she is William when she takes the she potion. Says, yeah. I don't know. Christina William be be saying things in riddles sometimes. So I don't know. <laughs> um, so then uh she tells Ruby about the sons of uh the sons of the ancient dawn and about the magic. So she's letting her know what's going on. Ruby was like, I wanna know every every fucking thing. And I'm like, Lady, if you don't calm, you don't calm down and get out this basement and take your black ass back home to the south side. You can be safe. Get away from this lady. So Christina tells her, um, you know, this is it's all about these lost pages, you know, of the book of names, and it has something to do with your family, not Tick's family. She said your family. So I'd have yeah. been like, well, bitch, I'm gonna need you to write down some things so I can know what me and Letty got to do because we're on the world. And and uh and I and our brother Marcus in the country. Like I don't know what we what we do got to do with you. Well, I thought I thought what she said, I thought she did meet T tick because Letty's pregnant now. So Letty's pregnant. Yeah, that's what I took it as. So, Letty's pregnant or she uh -huh. knows Letty's pregnant or knows or feels Letty will be pregnant and that's how her family got into it. I just thought that she wanted to get into Letty's house. That's the only way. Because I'm like, she would, I, don't, I don't see how she would now know Letty was pregnant with Tick's baby. Like, who, we yeah. don't know the magic. Like, she's psychic now? I don't know. I make like, note of that. Right now, I feel like Christina's like the puppet master and everybody else is playing the game to a certain extent. 
Montrose told him that she she's setting up a game that you cannot win. I'm like, the man done told y'all this already three times. So that I just did, I made note of her when she said your family, I was like, bitch, what you talking about? Because I don't know what's going on. So um, we don't know, it cut the scene cut. So we don't know what all Christina told Ruby or if what she told Ruby was even true. Because I do think Christina does lie. I think she Christina is going to do whatever she has to do to get what she wants. I don't think, and even though she made it seem like she was in love with Ruby and because she was like, you, you know, you lied to me. She's like, oh no, everything that William said was true. And I'm like, all right then, boo. Nah, I mean, I can't blame her, but Ruby, Ruby fine. She's beautiful. She beautiful, but I feel like Christina's, Christina will do anything and say anything to get what she wants. Oh, and don't... she knows that what Ruby wants, Ruby wants to be loved and wants to run work at Mars to feel. Uh, so we come from that scene. Then we see Letty. Um, she is having a dream in her bed, and she wakes up by herself. Um, and she kind of wakes up. She, you can tell that she has been uh, sweating, and she goes down and she finds um, Tick downstairs, and he's, you know, still trying to. He says he's now translated half of the uh, the book, and she says, "Well, she lets it slip that she had a dream about Hannah." Um, and he says, "Oh, well, I, we, I think we're having the same dream." So they're basically having. Hannah is giving them dreams now. Um, in Letty's dream, Hannah never spoke when she ran through the door, um, but she was holding the book, and then Letty was pregnant when she looked down and got burnt up. You remember in Tick, in Tick's dream, Hannah was mouthing something that we couldn't, we didn't know what she was saying, and yeah. Tick really didn't pay attention to the fact that she had a book um, in her hand as well. So there, it seems like Hannah is giving them some messages, but just not all the same message. So I'm concerned that in both of these visions they get burned up. <laughs> like they asked, uh -huh. you know what? That's true. I didn't think about that. Oh, like yeah. Hannah, Hannah. They going to hell. That's how I took it. They going to hell. <laughs> I, that's why Lynn in the church house all the time in the next episode. Because yeah. she's like, I've gotten burned up. I'm in hell. <laughs> Let me figure some things out. And she seems to be the only person like connecting the devil into all this. I'm like, you the only one. To me, I'd have pulled out that. We would have flipped all the way back to Revelation. Just flip to the end. Flip to the end and read so we can see what's going on. We don't want y'all to be burned up in this house. In this ghost house. Holy oil. Quick, fast, and hurry. You would do it that, that uh, the priestess did. Get y'all some new blood every day. I have a whole backyard full of goats. I'm slaughtering every day. <laughs> uh, so, so we see uh, they're, they're trying to get more answers. So they go over to, uh, we cut to Montrose's house and we see him and Sammy you know Sammy done spent the night and they get a little cozy and then Sammy makes a lovely beautiful breakfast of grits and eggs and bacon pork bacon hello and Montrose uh you know what he, he feels like they're getting close so he starts you know doing saying very abusive things to him you know Sammy was like bitch I'm done he was like not on not on today not in Trump's oh, America but for real <laughs> who likes running grits I mean, first of all, them, them grits didn't look that runny. They wasn't that bad. They I have seen bad. runny grits. I have seen runny grits, and they didn't look like runny grits to me. I mean, I have seen thicker grits, but they weren't runny. I'm just saying. He just, he just was trying to pick on something. That's all that was. Uh, I mean, it was kind of, kind of justified. Got all them complaints. I was like, you didn't go buy the food. You didn't cook the food. Now you got all these complaints. I would have only had whiskey. On all you have? And my thing, I'm like, so Sammy went out, purchased food for your home to cook for you. I'm like, listen, I need a wife like Sammy because, y'all, I'm going to eat uh, cereal. So I need him to come over here and help me out because we need help. And I'll eat them grits. Yes, 100%. Thank you. 
I mean, awesome. he could have got the uh, Al Green treatment. I've been like, how do these grits feel now? They running. Right. It's, 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 what they feel like now, bitch? Man, y'all don't know. <laughs> oh God. So, uh, you know, he's being abusive to Sammy, and Sammy's like, you know what, I'm done. So he walks out, and Tick and Letty are in the hallway, and basically, you know, now everything is, we now know 100% that Matros uh, is gay. Now Tick and Letty have confirmed that, and we know in the, um, the episode where they were playing Indiana Jones, uh, Tree um, alluded to that. So, you know, like, okay, now everything is happening. Matros mad. You know, uh, Tick calling him out of his name. I said, when that man pulled that shirt off, I said, this, this, your son beat your ass. He almost killed you. Put your shirt back on and go and eat these grits. Because he's going to murder you and throw you out of these fucking windows. <laughs> <laughs> your ass down. I how much else is I healed so fast. Because I was like, now, you just got beat up. Your eye was closed, swollen shut the night before. And now yeah. it's wide open. I've got yeah. some time issues happening in the real world. Minus the <laughs> Multiverse. I'm like, what yeah. is happening? Yeah, it's absolutely It was. He looked. He looked good. And I, right, that F word still. It still. I was. I was like, whoa. I was so shocked by it. But okay. But I'm like, but that's how my thing. I'm. I'm confused why people are shocked. I'm like, that's how people talked. Yeah. I'm like, up until like 10, 15 years ago. Yes. yes. I was about to say. I mean, it's you. Not you so many rap songs from just the the two the, the early two thousands two thousand tens were you dropping the f word. It Eminem just, still apologizing. Eminem still he white. Right. He's still apologizing. Right. It's just I mean, point where city. you really can't. It's issues in Sex in the City, so it's not even yeah. like it's uh yeah. It was just vernacular. Like right. Yeah, it was vernacular. Yeah, it it was, and I and and I'm happy that they you that they. they they didn't shy away from that. I'm like, yeah, you need to put that in there. Um, right. So uh, then my, uh, Tick asked, you know, did his mom know that he was gay? And Montreux said yes. So uh, when I, I was happy when I listened to Lovecraft Radio and they confirmed, like, you, you need to understand that Shannon and um, what's the other lady's name? Ashley. And Ashley, they're like, you need to understand that kind of shifted Tick's whole world because he always saw his mom as like the truthful person, the good person, his dad as the bad person, the liar, the abuser. Mm -hmm. So now he's like, can I, I can't trust anything now. Like everything's kind of up in the air. And as Marcus alluded to on our Instacast, like calling out, you know, my dad beat me for being what he thought was soft and he was really being mad at himself and wanting to be me to be more masculine and me to be more this or that. Um, so it was just, you know, you kind of saw him trying to process all this, but yeah. you know, so that kind of happens, um, out, you know, outside way when he realized that both of his parents were out there exploring because he's going to have a rough way to make it. He's going to, when he figures out that, oh, maybe George or some other man is actually my dad, he's going to have a long way to go. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to get a 23 and me test and figure it out because it's not going to work. <laughs> Well, Christine's um, doing all them experiments in the basement. She might find out something. <laughs> she, she know, that bitch, that bitch know everything. So, uh, so then, you know, he goes outside and Letty comes out and Letty has, you know, kind of calmed, um, calmed down enough to ask Montrose um, a question. And he says he did confirm that uh, Tick does have a cousin who survived the Tulsa massacre, but she lives in St. Louis. So that's when, it, you know, on his mom's side of the family, she probably has some information. So they're like, okay, bet. Now we, we got a location to go. We need to get to St. Louis. So they immediately, and I'm like, y'all just really, and, and people take advantage of Hibalata, I feel, um, because she is, 
the the mom and the caregiver and you know and I feel like we all of us I take I take advantage of my mom too you know I, I do things for her but I'm like I do feel like I definitely have taken advantage of her but I'm like they walk up like we need to use the car I'm like you don't know she didn't use this car you can't just be taking this lady car like that so I was happy that she was like no I gotta go so Hibalata got her coordinates she done packed her little bag. She got her, uh, her, her stuff ready to go. And she tells him that she's doing a guidebook trip, which is, that we know is not true. She's actually going to where those coordinates are. So she was like, uh, you can't use this car because I'm gone. So Plus, like, I'm still mm-hmm. mad at you for turning them cups up to dry because that don't make no sense. You messed up my cups. You don't <laughs> lie about my husband. You trying to take my car. Like, uh, uh, no I mean, more. Like, come on, like you said, the, the nerve. To see I'm in the car and walk up and ask me to use the car at this moment, she was about to bath though. She was doing this with her. She had a hat. She was like, I'm about to yeah. <laughs> he was like, can we use this car? <laughs> I have I have never seen a I just want to say I have never seen a story where the quote unquote hero, everybody mm-hmm. hates the hero. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody likes to tick. It's like man, he really gonna... is the anti he's he's turned into the anti-hero. Yeah, it's like we don't yeah. care what happened to Tick. We care about Letty and, and Hippolyta and everybody else. Put the tick. Put the tick. Put <laughs> <laughs> a tick. Push his ass in that black portal. No wrong. But this uh-huh. tick, I said black women can do no wrong. But <laughs> tick can tick the everything wrong. Is <laughs> everything wrong? So, uh, you know, Hippolyta, you know, she proceeds to pull out the driveway. Ruby has come to babysit um, D's while Hippolyta leaves. And so um, uh, Letty decides that she's going to stay and that uh, that um, Tick will go ahead and take the bus to St. Louis. So Letty basically uses this time to apologize to Ruby for lying to her about their mom's money and, you know, trying to, she was trying to hustle Ruby. And uh, Ruby was like, you know what? you're not 100% like mama because I've never heard her apologize to anyone. So they're trying to rebuild their, you know, their friendship and their relationship. Um, and we, I think, and this is, this scene is where I don't know 100%. We don't know what Christina has told Ruby. So we don't, we know that she doesn't, that Letty hasn't told her what's been going on. Letty's like, this is a lot of stuff going on right now. And I'm like, this bitch probably know everything that's going on. Cause William Christina don't tell her, you need to be honest. Like, right. She, she's you know, just waiting on Letty. To- to be it's like she was giving Letty an opportunity to be honest about it mm-hmm. and, and Letty did not yeah if yeah if Christina told her everything we don't know if but, she, I, yeah. I, but stop putting her to the test already like it's like yeah. you know somebody gonna disappoint you so I'm gonna keep testing you to prove to you that you this person like stop testing her yeah. why don't you build a relationship why don't you be like this uh Letty uh let me tell you something about William Christina like <laughs> so we can work together as opposed yeah. to you testing me to see if I got this information. Yeah. She need to work. They need to, they need to, black people need to unite like uh planet. Uh, what was that man? The superhero captain planet. Y'all need to unite like captain planet now. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, they, Letty starts, uh, Ruby is cooking dinner for everybody. And she says, Oh, well come and you know, smell this. You like uh, smell, you like garlic. And she automatically gets uh, nauseous. So I feel like we've all confirmed now that Letty is pregnant with Tick's baby. Wow. So about that. All right, then, boo. <laughs> I, 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 we, um, I'm, I wanted to bring this up when we were on this scene, but her being pregnant makes me think about mm-hmm. it again. Like when Tick, when Tick was out there and his feelings about the information he had just gotten from his um, father or from Montrose, mm-hmm. um, Letty seemed scared, like, 
terrified again to like she still seems a little scared of him mm-hmm. like to approach him i don't know if anybody paid, else paid attention to that mm-hmm. in that scene she was super nervous yeah mm-hmm. like she was hesitant to approach him kind of yeah yeah because you I don't know how he's gonna react like you've seen him react a certain way just by mm-hmm. walking into the room and Montrose had yeah. said anything now you yeah. see this i don't know how you're going to respond she didn't have a bat in her hand this time, no, but... Yeah. yeah. I just don't know how this baby thing works out or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we're going to see. Go we're gonna see. Rosemary's yeah. baby. Um, then I'm just going to... Th- this was actually the, a scene after another scene, but I'm going to go ahead and put this in there too. So um, she finds out... She goes into Hippolyta's room to get air. Like, she opens up the window and she looks over and she sees the Ori on the, on the floor. So now we, she has confirmed that a Hippolyta has the Ori and she stole it from her home. So like, so then, you know, that that's really like everybody, like at this point that this is where I feel like now the storylines are starting to come together in whatever way, because now things are starting to be revealed that now connect these people in different ways, other than just being family and friends. So, oh, and we, I think we already mentioned that Bobo did not, um, he was not back from Mississippi or from his trip. And another uh, two more podcasts brought that up as well. So, yeah. okay. But that scene, how do these little kids know how to play spades? It seemed like they were teaching them how to play, but I learned mm-hmm. how to play when I was eleven. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not. I'm a very bad black person. I don't know how to play spades or any other card games. So I just it's too stressful. Black people get so emotional and so angry, <laughs> and I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't. People keep trying to teach me. I, I don't think that fast. And I don't know how to make books. I can't read other team uh, members. I don't know what's happening. I'm a very, very bad black person. I will <laughs> tell you this right now. Oh. You just need a an under. I mean, spades is like a, a romantic relationship. You know, you need an understanding. I gotta hear this. I gotta hear this. I'm just saying, you you need a partner that because you can have you can have the wrong partner who will traumatize you. Like that's real you can get you can get somebody who's a partner who expects you to read their mind and know what they gonna do and when and they, they get they get it. so angry and they get mad, so mad. Like, why you ain't play this and it's like bro especially when you just learning if you yeah, just learn who is understanding who is not going to think that you have telepathy automatically nope, not doing it so I might, I have been abu- I have been scarred by old black men playing dominoes and then slamming them on the table because they count really. Old black men can count really fast. They're really good at counting. <laughs> and, and fucking spades. I cannot play. It, my nerves are too bad. I I I am a bad, terrible black person. It's just not my game. Give me some. Give me. Let's play Uno. I got you all day. I'm not playing spades. I'm not doing it. And then you say you say you give me that you give me that I'm the only person on here that don't have no don't have a partner. So clearly this is really lining up with my life in spades. Like you just made a whole analogy for my entire life. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, but to Mimi's point, you do need a partner like that, but they need to be an older person with some patience and not and you're 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 playing a low risk game. You need to play with people that are like, I'm just gonna teach you how to play. And that's it. I'm not that. Yeah, I, I don't think that fast, guys. I just don't. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It's fine. I've made my peace. I've made my peace with it. Black America. Sorry. I mean, that's because you ain't got to the multiverse where you're... <laughs> the where other Melanie well, can play. Where, where your well-being 
depends <laughs> on your ass knowing how to play spades. You get to that other world and they like, no, know how to make this book or this guillotine, bitch, and you just gonna be it's so like, I should have learned. I should have learned the universe. The other gonna be like, it's a lot play. Of H with Josephine Baker. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> right? Reneging right. everywhere. <laughs> the other Melanie in the other universes, all of them know how to play. Just in our current universe, I only know oh. that it doesn't know how to play. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm okay with that. My other, other me's got me. <laughs> now I would say your boy is the best space player in the history of the world. So if y'all wanna y'all wanna catch a Boston pull up right quick, and that goes to y'all and the, and the, and the listeners. This girl won tournaments, so let's not go there. Hey, hey, come up, pull up, pull up. We can, maybe we, we need ready. to play we it again. We can already start. This is what I'm talking about. Black. I was about to say this is right so here. Turned up. This is why I can't play because you guys are all the way turned up right it's, now, and you're friends. Right. I was like, way to tra traumatize the girl further. Okay, just wait. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Playing for so, 30 years, Marcus. 30 years. Oh, God. That's what they mean. About. That don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. They want to talk about right here. This, this right here. We got go we'll to go to the universe. We'll talk about it offline, Kim. We'll talk about it offline. Yes. Please, so you can stop traumatizing me. So my blood pressure stop going up. <laughs> So uh, we see Hippolyta, she hits the road. And um, even though I read it as uh, Maryland, it's she going to Mayfield and she pulls out a map that says Kansas. I was like, ding, 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 no, I got it. So <laughs> she uh, she's driving and she's going along her way and a lady passes her on a motorcycle. And we find out that um, her name is Bessie uh, Springfield. And she was the first black woman to cross the United States during Jim Crow America on a motorcycle. And she was also a World War II dispatch uh, rider. So it was really cool. Like I never heard of her before. I've seen pictures of her, but I never, I never researched. So that was kind of cool to, to, uh, to learn about her. I was, I was like, oh, I like it. Black history in motion. <laughs> it was like, and somebody said, like, y'all, we didn't, I didn't know that we had our own black Amelia Earhart. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's got black Amelia Earhart. So that was nice. So I like to learn. <laughs> um, so she's on her way. And then we cut to Tick. He has taken the bus to uh, St. Louis. And his cousin um, is named Ethel. And she was living with one of her friends. Um, so Ethel, he finds out that Ethel has passed away. And her friend knew a little bit about, uh, she said that, you know, you, you guys had a family book, but she assumed that it was a family like Bible or like a photo album, not the book of names. So we do kind of confirm that this book of names probably passed down. And she says the white folks in Tulsa just burnt, you know, they burnt everything. So uh, there was no way for us to know what happened to it. So he didn't have it. Um, and then Tick sees a photo that she shows him and he has the same birthmark as the person in the photo. Um, and I didn't got, I didn't read, um, that the two ladies were queer, that they were lesbians. I, yeah. I okay, picked I didn't read that. I said, okay. this is all women on, on Brewster Place. Brewster Place, uh, okay. Situation. That's what I took it as, yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't, I did not pick it up, but yeah, they did, uh, they did confirm that also on the, um, the uh, other podcast. Um, so uh, this was, um, so now he can kind of see what's going on. Um, he gets a call and it's Letty calling him saying that Hippolyta, you know, she has the Ori, there's a coordinates on here. This is probably where she's gone. So he's like, oh shit. Cause I, on the first wa watch, I was like, how did he know where to go? And I, I forgot that Letty had called him at Ethel's house. Yeah. So, he, so he knew how to get there. 
I googled St. Louis to Mayfield, Kansas, and that is seven hours. I said, how did Tick get to this, get to where she was so quick? I know Mayfield, Kentucky, though. No, but I mean, what is it called? That's like, it's like plot-induced stupidity, right? Huh? He still didn't have a car. I don't care where it was. No. How did he get there? <laughs> it was a really fast bus. I mean, like, we just have to, to a certain extent, just chalk it up. We have to play stupid or be stupid about it. Yeah. Go stupidity. back, go back. Just play by season seven and eight rules. Just play by season seven and eight rules. We're oh, good. We're going to make it to the wall. We're going to make it to the wall <laughs> in a day. That's fine. It's okay. Um, so then, uh, you know, so now he confirms that so he's like, okay, now I got to get out of here. Um, then Hippolyta, uh, went um, so then he tells her where he where she is. So he has to now go and figure out what's going on uh, with her. And so as Letty is telling telling him this over the phone, you see Ruby at the door, like listening in. So I'm like, maybe Christina told her, like, you need to watch your sister because she has something that belongs to me. So that that I didn't like because I'm like, all right, now Ruby, you don't need to be lurking around here in these corners like this. How people get shot. <laughs> so I'm just saying, a stab, one to two. So um, Hippolyta, she, uh, we see her pull up. She's uh, gone to the coordinates, and it's the observatory that we heard Lancaster talking about um, in the other episode. So she goes in, she turns on the machine, and she's doing her calculations and all this good stuff. And um, they, uh, she, all of a sudden, these police come in, and they're starting to get into an argument. They're, they're confronting her. Then you see Tick walk in. Hippolyta shoot one of the, the uh, cops, and then this portal opens, and Tick throws one of the policemen into the portal. And as she and Tick stand there, you see her get pulled into the portal um, along with uh, that police. I did not, even on my second watch, I didn't see Tick get pulled into the portal. Right. So I don't know. I don't know how well, they're going to. Holding hands. They were holding hands, and she got sucked in. I saw I just... her get sucked in. I just think so. he then went in. It seemed like it's like some like magnetic, mech, can I get it right? Magnetic pull. That's what it seemed like to me. That it pulled you in, yeah. Um, so uh, Tick, you know, the, now you, you have the dead cop on the floor. So now we do know that Tick and Hepalata and the other policeman that was alive went through this portal. And we, uh, we don't know what's happened with the other two people, but we see Hippolyta kind of show up on this new world. And she is just kind of walking on this planet and these two celestial beings come out and they bring her in and they call, they, she meets this beautiful woman and she has this huge afro and they call her Beyond Sate. Uh, so I was like, that was really cute. I like it. So, and I didn't quite get it at the beginning, so... Um, so Hippolyta is in this, she's kind of in this all white room and, uh, she looks on her wrist and her wrist kind of like they ha they're like cut open and there are these, this kind of like, it looks like a computer panel or something almost in her wrist. And I called them shackles. I just call them shackles. That's all they, they reminded me of like shackles or kind of like a binding. So Hippolyta tries to figure out what's going on, what's happening, why is she in this room? And she starts to talk to her. She's like, she says, the air is different. The gravity's different. I feel like, I feel different. I feel like um, Orinthia Blue. And that was Dee's uh, comic book person. So she's working through these different things in her mind to figure out how this place is different from Earth. So she is definitely cognizant that she is in another, another place. Um, she figures out how to open the door. And then we see Beyonce, Beyonce's. Beyonce, and she says, you know, um, she asks her, you know, 
what's your, you know, what's your name? Name yourself. Uh, where do you want to be? Name it. And Hippolyta falls on the floor. She's laughing hysterically. She's like, I want to be in Paris dancing with Josephine Baker. And I was like, really? Okay, let's go. Well, before we go, do y'all watch Steven Universe? No, but I keep hearing I need to. Nah, I don't even know what that is. I don't know. I know from the read. I know from the read, but I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, it's a cartoon. It used to come on Cartoon Network. But uh, nah, the um, lady with the fro, she reminded me of a, a Garnet from Steven Universe. So, yeah. But, okay. Okay. Cool. Um, and for me, it was uh, that it just took me back. Um, if, if you have not, if you are a sci-fi fan, please look up Octavia Butler. She was the first black woman to really start publishing sci-fi and like classic sci-fi. And it, uh, it, the stuff is really outrageous. And it, it reminded me of this. One of her books reminded me of this uh, actual scene. But definitely check her out. So we see, and guys, my thing was, so if I were Hippolyta with Hippolyta's background, I would be like, I want to go to Mars. I want to go, like, I would have said, you know, like she is, she as a child named a constellation. Like, I'm like, I want to go to NASA. Like, would you would have thought that she wanted to go to like Paris to dance with Josephine Baker? It didn't I think, fit. I think she me. just, I think she just named I don't know that she necessarily knew how this would work or if it would work. She just named whatever something came to her mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have, okay. you know, if I didn't believe it, I'd, you know, I'd have been like, I want to, I want to be on tour with Lauren Hill. And, no, it, it's, uh, I would say, like, you'll be later at night. You'll be later at night. Okay. If we actually show up on time and she would be like, bitch, I can't even make that come true. Even I can't make that. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be like, calm down. Calm down, human. Oh, you gotta perfect. come up with another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I was like, if I were her, I, I, if I thought like Hippolyte and I was that brilliant, I'd be like, take me to Mars, take me to Pluto. Like, yeah, that's, I, it didn't match for me. It was cool if though. You, if you had this woman seemingly like aggressively over you talking about, name yourself, where you want to go? You would be like, what, what, I don't know. Um, let me come up with something real quick. To my constellation. I would have been scared. I would have been like Cabrini Green in the 90s. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> She'll be like, ma'am, you don't want to go there. Like, let's make Even I know. So Hippolyta names where she wants to go. She says her name and she goes to, to Paris um, where Josephine Baker is uh, <laughs> dancing on stage and there, you know, she's doing her big number and Hippolyta clearly does not fit. She don't know none of the dance moves. She just popped up. And uh, I love, and what I missed, what I missed the first time around is when, when Josephine walks down the stage and she looks at Hippolyta and she recognize, like she, she doesn't know her, but she knows that she's, she doesn't fit in this. You don't belong here, but I know you. She, cause she didn't look at her like, I, I hate you or that you shouldn't be here. She was just like, she gave her a very knowing look. And I thought that was really cool. They, nobody talked about it on any of the podcasts, but I did pick that out. I thought that was kind of an interesting, interesting thing that happened. All right. So I liked that Hippolyta like kind of picked that because as a child, I used to love the Josephine Baker story. Mm -hmm. Like I watched it so many times mm -hmm. um, when, with Lynn Whitfield. Like I, Winfield, what's her name? Yeah. Whitfield. I love the Josephine Mick story mm -hmm. and so as a child I'd be like yes I, I like I wanted to like live during that time and what was Josephine Baker doing in France and like like that was like 
exciting to me. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why I like Hippolyta because every place that Hippolyta went, I wanted to be. Oh, I don't that's know. Cool. I like it. Why? That's cool. Like, so. yeah, yeah. And we know that Black people during that time, uh, because you couldn't be. Well, we still can't, um, but a lot of Black intellectuals and artists and thinkers and poets, and they went abroad to to have an experience outside the United States to actually be something that they wanted to be. So she is like, you know, like James Baldwin and Langston Hughes, like so many Black people had to go um, out of the U.S. So Josephine Baker went to uh, Paris. We know that she was an activist. She had a, a huge impact movie star, activist, singer, dancer, and had a huge impact on our civil rights movement as well. So it was cool that they did have her there. Um, I did want to bring up, I, would, I missed the first time around, Frida uh, Kahlo, who gave, she gave the toast. And I, I didn't, I just didn't connect it because I'm so used to seeing her kind of in the portrait, you know, her self-portrait face. So I was like, oh, this is so different. So I'd end up missing her um, in the first uh, episode. She was a Mexican um, artist and activist and poet and feminist. Um, so it was really cool to see her. And she gave her toast, you know, in Spanish. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then uh, Hippolyta is talking to Josephine Baker. And I liked at the bottom of the screen, we kept seeing it change. So we know that she was there for an extended amount of time because the time would change not necessarily her location, but she was there for, I don't, somebody said three years, but I didn't, I couldn't remember which podcast I heard that on. So I don't, we don't know exactly how long that she was there, but she did get those dance steps together. I like that. It was great. (laughs) Um, She tells Josephine Baker that, you know, um, you know, she hates white, white people because they found a way to lynch her without even, without her even knowing that they put a noose around her neck and that they want that she they made her believe that she had all of these great things but they were just making her into the negro that they wanted to see mm-hmm. um and that she hated herself even more because she allowed them to make her feel small um and i think that at the beginning of our podcast we talked about that feeling of of black women feeling small or feeling less than um which is a shared experience um and then hippolyta tells her you know she names that she's so angry she's so mad at this um and she's like and i want to kill white folks and i was like uh yeah that checks out makes sense mm-hmm. um and josephine didn't she didn't she she validated her but she asked her questions she didn't belittle her she didn't make her feel any kind of way she just allowed her the space a safe space to say how she felt and the fact that she finally said out loud that she's so angry. You can see the tears in her eyes. I thought that was a really powerful scene. Yeah. It was yeah. really beautiful. She, she had like three monologues in this show. And that, yeah. that was, I, I struggled to pick which one was my favorite, but that was probably my favorite one. Yeah. She, the girl got the monologues down. Like, I want to see her do the vagina monologues or something on stage. I just want her, I want to see her on stage giving me, give me lines, lady. Just give me lines. I'll come and sit and I'll enjoy all of it. You want all the monologues. I want all the monologues. So then Hippolytus, she, she realized that it's time for her to change, to go be whatever else it is that she's, that she can be. And she names that she's so angry. And she says, I am Hippolyta and I'm, you know, I'm angry, I'm mad. And she ends up and she pops up in Africa and um, it was, it, uh, well, uh, I'm sorry, let me back up. Josephine Baker asked her, what are you going to do with all that anger? Like, you're so mad. What are you going to do with it? And when she, what she decided to do was uh, trail herself to Africa, and she becomes uh, basically an Amazon warrior woman of the, um, the, and I might say this wrong, Dahomey tribe, the Dahomey Amazon women. 
Yeah. Um, and she basically was on the ground trying to learn how to fight. And, you know, she, they kept pushing her down. The lady was telling her like, you're not giving birth. Like, I, and I'm like, to me, that's the hardest thing a woman can do is, you know, push a baby out of her, you know, body. Um, she was like, you have to, you need more. You have to be angry. You have to be mad. You have to want more. You have to want to fight. Um, and her dialogue, her uh, uh, monologue was really good as well. And she ends up fighting Confederate soldiers. And I said, that's on our incident. That's what took me out of it. A, they were speaking English and B, they were like Confederate soldiers. I was like, wait a minute, what now? Like, am I, I don't, I didn't even take an edible that night. So I knew I, I, knew I was in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I that, and, I'm, and I didn't, and I was like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah. No. That part did confuse me too. It's like, I was like, why are they speaking English? Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't make sense, especially considering the last episode mm-hmm. where we had subtitles. Like, you could have given us some subtitles yes. for this. Like, mm-hmm. they could have done that. Um, and then I was like, and then we fighting the Confederacy out in the in the desert or wherever they were. I was like, oh. Uh, find some white people to fight. But I, okay. I guess that was them trying to make the most overt attempt possible to let you know that this is not time traveling <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is an entirely different universal plane we're on where yeah. the confederates are in are they in africa we don't know i mean they it, it, we, don't know where they were. we don't know where they are but i mean they could be in yeah. kansas well, you know, shit. yeah who so. knows who knows um so definitely research the homie the, the homie tribe they were um these were women uh, that were women warriors. If you want, they, they modeled the warrior women who protected Black Panther after these women. They were <clears throat> the, what people would call the Amazons. So it was really, that was a really cool tie-in. I just, I just put on there, she was ham. She goes ham. She dives, she, she leans in to that anger, to the 10th power. Like she ready to fight everybody. I'm like, her hair done grown out. She got braids. Like she killing people. Like, do you be angry? So I love the fact that even in her monologue, you know, she was like, they want us to be ladylike. Like, we're done with that. Like, we're we here to, to survive. Like, we're going to fight and, and do what we need to do because we are angry. And it's okay as a woman to be angry. Stop, stop lessening yourself and stop ignoring that feeling. You have the right to be this person. You have the right to feel the way you feel. So that was really brilliant. And then at the end, um, so they kill all these confederates. When she chopped that man's head off, and I was like. That was so dope. I love that. <laughs> I was like, damn, she went all the way around that man's head and chopped his head, like, all the way around his head. And what made it even more perfect to me was, like, I guess the soundtrack they were doing all this killing, too. The fact that she moseyed around, and she just moseyed around his head as it was falling off. It's like, damn, bitch, you bad. You, you really I know. bad. I know. <laughs> So it was, I thought it was just really brilliant. So they're, they're having, um, I, I wrote in there, um, after she realized um, that her rage could be a reality and she walked through that rage at that point, then she was able to then uh, take her helmet off and name herself again. She says, I am Hippolyta. Um, I am George's wife. And now we go to, I just called this uh, Chicago too, because I don't know which, because we're in a different universe, of course. And this is what made me confused the first time because I was like, he dead. He ain't even alive. But how does he know? he? Like, it, I didn't know what was going on. So yeah. she now um, goes to be with George. And we remember, it's re- reminiscent of that first scene that we saw her and George waking up in the bed and having that kind of intimate moment together. And we saw her being angry in that moment. She didn't 
let it take that moment over. She lessened herself even in that because she was like, I want to go on the guidebook trips, but she didn't, she didn't make it. She wasn't, she didn't yell at him or anything. So I was like, I like how they tied that in. Oh, that was really brilliant. Um, so she wakes up next to George and she tells him that she figured this out. Like she says, I am in the, she, she calls it the mini worlds theory, which we now know is the multiverse theory. And he's like, oh, okay, baby. All right. All right. Yeah. Cause he knows how brilliant she is. So he's trying to get the information, trying to like absorb it. Um, then she says, <clears throat> this is a world where, you know, she's like, I can be, I can name myself. I can be anything. And uh, then he said, but you could, you could be anything, but you decided to be my wife. And like that, that shit, that took my heart. I ain't gonna lie. Cause I was like, she did decide to be your wife. That is so sweet. And he was, like Marcus said, he was appreciative of that. Like he didn't, he didn't try at that point to lessen her. He was so appreciative. Like you could be anything. Mm -hmm. And you, you at the end of the day said, you want to be my wife. Yep. So that, that was very sweet. I thought that, that did, that did take my heart out a little bit the second, the second watch. Mm -hmm. It took your heart out, but it angered me a little bit. Not, not anger, anger is not uh -huh. the right one. Oh. But I was like, um, so I think that was one reason it took me a while to get married because I didn't want to lose who I was. Like I liked Kim and I wanted to keep my own identity. And I was like, she did decide to do that, didn't she? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because, and then it, that ties into what she was talking to Josephine about. Like if you, the, the American dream sold me that I need to get married, have a baby, help my husband, you know, do all these things. So it may, it definitely, it all, it all tied in, but yeah, I was like, I don't know. I'm not married, so I don't know. I don't know what y'all married people be, uh, be doing. I don't know what y'all be that When he said that to her, she, is mm -hmm. that when she like perked up a little bit and was mm -hmm. like, wait, but wait a second. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah, that yeah, is. I am wife, but I'm also this other person and mm -hmm. this person who I really am, you, I allowed you to let her shrink. Yep. Yes. So. He perked yes. up also and said that. Yes. Um, so she says, uh, you know, she admits like what was been, what was eating away at her was that she was so angry. She said, because, you know, when I was with you, when I'm with you, I was shrinking. And, you know, and um, she said it started, you know, and she kind of loses it. Like it started when I was a child. And then I remember like when they, when her and Dee were in the planetarium and she was like, I, you know, I, I named this, but I wasn't good enough as a little black girl to have my name on this constellation. So that's like the beginning of the world telling you you're not enough, you're not good enough, you need to shrink yourself. Um, then George confesses, he said, you know, I, you know, I, I let you stand by my side, you know, um, and I, I saw you shrinking and, and I let you shrink, yeah. you know, to, to make myself be successful. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I feel like they both admitted, admitted a wrong in that. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that one right there kind of, that was like, wow. I, yeah. I mean, because like, not just in my relationship, I feel like in a lot of these marriages and relationships, like the woman, for lack of a better word, just becomes subservient or a second to the man. And, and that shouldn't be the case. Like she was a yeah. person before you and, she, and she's a whole person now. And you, you got to let her be that, per you got to let her be who she is at all times. And you, you can't yeah. shrink, you can't shrink her or chip away at her from here. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're both kind of coming to this realization. I like that they had such open communication. They weren't fighting or arguing. They were hearing, they were like, so this is what it means when you are hearing someone like you're, you're, you're listening, you're being an 
active, you know, listener in this conversation. So yeah, he's not, um, so not with white people tell black people we're here and we're listening. This is actual listening. Yeah, this is true communication. This is true open communication. Um, well, so my, then he tells, uh-huh. why did this have to happen when he was dead in in the in another universe? Not in not in reality. This happened mm-hmm. in a whole another universe where this person is like in this universe he's dead. Yeah. But in a whole another universe now you now you can communicate with me. So I yeah. was like, is that really what would happen, or is that the conversation that Hippolyta would have wanted to happen? Well, in the thing, that was my the thing about it, I don't even think this conversation is happening in the real world in that many relationships at all. Like, it, it, the, I don't say, oh man, this probably gets, this this no mind, just edit it out. And partially, and partially, it's it's why she was mad at herself because mm-hmm. she, she wasn't being also, honest. She could have also had this conversation years ago. Started yeah, she if was, she wanted to. She wasn't but, being honest, right? Nobody was, nobody was, so. But I, but I feel like that's what's cool about it. She had to take these journeys and all these different verses to find, to find herself and find her voice <clears throat> and find that. And when I'm like, if you can chop this white man head off, you can tell your husband, uh, you making me feel small, dude. Like we gonna have to work something out, even in this other verse. So I feel like that, that's what was so cool about watching this, watching it the second time and paying attention to her journey and her growth as she bopped around through all these different universes. Like Rick and Morty never grow. Rick and Morty are who they are in every single universe. Like they never, they are just these, the, an, an old asshole man and a dumb boy. Like they never are who, anything other than who they are, which I feel like she grew and learned um, and found her voice through these, through these journeys that she took um, in the different world in the multiverse. And I love this part because he says, you know, okay, I see you. He says, I want you to be as big as you can be. Like, I want you to be as, you know, just, I want you to be who you really truly are. Um, then she says uh, her name, she says, I'm Hippolyta the, Disco- Hippolyta the Discoverer. Like, so she is going to go and discover all of these amazing things. Um, and when she says that, she and George, like, link hands and we see the little things on, I call the shackles um, that were embedded in her skin. Um, the celestial being called them uh, a device. And then you see them kind of link them together. And I thought that was really sweet. I was like, now you're linked together on a whole nother level. And you can go and travel the galaxy. I was like, that's so lovely. I like it. <laughs> Don't make the travel side of the galaxy. Yeah, man. travel through galaxies. <laughs> Nico, girl, we're going to be traveling. Nico's going to be traveling everywhere safely. I like it. <laughs> I love to see it. So um, they decide to, at this point, they're in a good place. You know, they're accepting who both of them are. And I feel like this is the first time they're real partners. Like, it's not her lessening herself or him lessening himself. Like, we're doing this together. Like, we're going to go in what she always wanted to do. She always wanted to go with him to be, to write the travel books. So now they can travel the galaxy and, you know, meet different beings. And that's what we see them do. And then we see her become... Arinthia blue so she like has the blue bouffant hair and the you know the the suit and everything you know it was just really really cute that now she turned into Dee's uh, comic book and as they're going through writing this new travel guide together we hear a poem um, from a man he's an artist and a um, he's a jazz artist and a poet and a filmmaker named Sun Ray and it is from a film that uh, from 1974 and it's called Space is the Place. Um, and I did a little bit of research on him and he basically did the same thing. Like 
you know, I have to leave this place, my place. I have to be something else because in America and in white America, black people are a myth. And that's what this is talking about. Like, you don't treat us like this is our world. You don't treat us like equals. You don't give us equal rights. We are a myth to you. We're not even real. Um, so I, I love that. I had never heard that before. I have never heard of him. So doing the research was really, really, really cool. So he did and uh, did different things and made himself kind of like, he almost reminds you like a George Clinton type of person. He created his own personality and who he was, his own persona. Like, white man, you're not going to see me. I'm going to create who I am. So that was really cool. So please, guys, uh, look him up, Sunray. Um, um, I think you'll really like it. So it's really cool. Uh, so you hear that kind of coming over, the Black people being a myth, and they're going around. Um, and then as Hippolyta um, uh, becomes uh, Arinthia and they're doing all this, the Beyonce comes back and she tells her, you know, now you know your name. Like, you know, you found who you are. You know, we can take the shackles off or the, the vices out of your wrist and you can integrate into our society fully. Like, you can, now you know, bitch, we, we, we fuck with you. You can come be with us. We gonna all be around, you know, the whole world. And I love they made her look like an angel almost. It was just, the whole scene was beautiful. Whoever did their CGI, all of it was gorgeous. All of it was beautiful. Um, but then Hippolyta, I feel like, I don't have children, but I feel like moms, um, especially when they become moms, that's, you know, they fight to balance a mom versus who they are. And she was like, I, I can do all of these things. I can go anywhere. She was like, but I need to go, I need to take care of my child. Like Dee's by herself. So she comes back to herself and knows that, you know, Dee needs her. So I don't know, I didn't, I couldn't read that as good or bad. I don't have children. I know I'm have. I think that my mom would have left space for me, but I don't, I hope she would. I bought her a new phone. <laughs> like I was a pretty good kid. I wasn't bad, but I'm like, I feel like uh, a lot of my, my friends who have children, my family who have children, they, they struggle with, being themselves even more of being a wife but like can you look at me other than being a mom like i am a person like i i'm this woman i love these things i'm not just my kids but she had you know she decided that she needed to go back and take care of her child so what did you guys read that how did y'all read that did you like it did you hate it i liked it yeah i liked it and i think i i, I, I kind of touched on it kind of with uh tiffany from um uh, insecure and how like she was going through a postpartum depression, but in that going through that, like these women feel like they're losing their identity, they're losing themselves. Yeah. It's kind of wrapped up in the children. But yeah. I mean, I think Hippolyta did the right thing because like, like yeah, she's a person, but like Dee didn't ask to be here, and you kind of have a certain duty to her to provide and take care of her. Right. Well, Georgia's gone. But she didn't come back though. She decided to. Well, first, I don't know if she decided to stay. Or if the portal just closed, I couldn't figure out like, um, and maybe I have to watch oh. it again. I couldn't figure out what happened if the portal closed or if she made a decision. I couldn't figure out. What I happened. read it as I read it as she made the decision to go back to D, but the portal got closed because of Tick. I see somewhere right now in another universe cussing Tick out like because that's, <laughs> what I, that's what I took it as like she was on her way back and could have yeah. gone come back the portal did yeah. close but maybe it would have opened again if Tick went around there banging on buttons that he didn't know how they work so <laughs> thanks Tick thanks Tick <laughs> um, so we yes we don't see she does acknowledge that she needs to go home and take care of her child 
uh, but she's been given like this woman, the, the celestial being is going to give her like, you can come with us. You can explore the whole universe it's, it, with, and be a part of our amazing, wonderful, beautiful hair society. And I'm like, do it, get a great, <laughs> a great Afro, be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to the, the closing scene and we see Chick pops back through the portal um, into the observatory and he's holding a, a, a book called, you know, of course, Lovecraft Country and it's written by George Freeman, his uncle. So we don't know where Tick been because we ain't been on Tick journey. Um, um, so he pops back through. You can hear the sirens. Uh, Let me ask, it just came to me. She had like an either or decision. You can either go back or you can stay here. Why do we feel like though we only have two choices? She was in a multi-universe. Could mm-hmm. she not say, well, why can't D come with me? Like, why can't, why can't she, like, why are there not other options? And that mm-hmm. just came to me while we were talking. I was like, well, I would have hated to been like, oh, I have to leave here or I have to go back to my child. Mm-hmm. Why can't I make up a whole new scenario? Yeah. Bring, why can't Bring. D be in the multi-universe with me? And neither one of us Chicago. I think she still would have to um, go back to get D, but again, she can't because Tick is a dumbass who has broken the machine, <laughs> and so she still can't even go back and get D and bring her D with her. <laughs> yeah, D, D, is, D is stuck in the regular the regular uh, verse. We, you in our verse, right? <laughs> uh, so Tick, you know, hears that the uh, again. Remember we, that uh, they shot the uh, she shot the, the um, policeman. So you hear the sirens coming out and he's banging on the machine. He, the machine goes off and um, Hippolyta does not come back through the portal. It closes, but underneath the dead policeman is uh, Dee's next version of Orinthia Blue. And she's put her name on the front because it's her comic book. So now they have her name and who she is. Uh, so now the cops are um, uh, know to who to look for. And that's kind of how we ended and Tick runs out. So we don't know where the heck, you know, Aunt Hippolyta is. She just floating in the universe. We don't know if this machine can be fixed. From uh, I'm hoping that there are more machines around. I would think that there, I thought that there were more machines around. So maybe they can go somewhere else. We don't know what's going on. And now Tick has a book written by his uncle from another universe. So we don't know what kind of shenanigans and drama he can get everybody else into now with a fucking butterfly effect and changing things so we don't know but that's how it ended so yeah so again, it was a lot not my favorite episode but i like it i'm closer to mark mm-hmm. is liking it than i mm-hmm. think people are disliking it yeah i thought it was, again i thought it was beautiful um it did it had i i think i was closer to mimi like there was points, it was just extremely heavy-handed, and I'm like, okay, and I'm so tired of Tick Montrose's story, I don't even know what to do at this point. Yeah, I, I just I don't, throw, yeah. kill him and throw him over the banister and call, so we can call it a day. Yeah, I don't have to have it no more. <laughs> I'm done. I don't want to see it Montrose. It be no a more. hate crime, uh, male. True. <gasps> oh, no, don't do it. Don't hate crime him. <laughs> nah, nah, 10 out of 10, five stars, two thumbs up. Um, and if you guys listen to um, the Lovecraft radio, Shannon tells you she's the writer. So she wrote this episode uh, with Misha Green. So I thought that was kind of cool, like, um, that this is somebody that we listen to. She's like, this is my episode. I wrote it. And she tells you a little story about uh, her learning how to, to do some growing pain. 
when she turned her draft in late to Misha Green. And I don't think that's anything that people do, and nor should anybody do that. So guys, if you write for Misha Green, turn your shit in on time. All right. Letting you know that right, right now. <laughs> you may get stabbed. You may get stabbed in, in, the, in the side. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, and then there is, if you go to YouTube, there's another uh, video um, and it's called uh, Heavy Spoilers. And somebody has gone through, they, they made coordinates they use all the different coordinates for where um, Hippolyta went and they named where she went um, in our universe. So I thought that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not smart enough to follow it. So I was like, I don't know where this is going, but it was kind of cool that they did that. So if, you, gotta, if you're interested, it's on YouTube. I gotta check that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was kind of cool. So people are, people are getting into it. They're loving it. I feel like this show is gonna win so many fucking awards uh, next season. It's just so innovative and brilliant. Um, and just have so many great conversations. So I'm digging it. Three more episodes to go, guys. Yeah. We're still kind of like, how are we going to wrap this up? <laughs> I don't know. I want Christina Williams to die, though. I, I think they need to go. Christina you know it's going to be like The Watchmen, where in the last episode, it's going to be like 25 different stories coming together. We're going to be like, now what, what, what? You know this house. <laughs> it's gonna be one somebody standing up there just giving the whole rundown, and we're gonna be like, really, <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, well, we'll 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 allow it since we're gonna be we're like, how did Yaya Mateen get into this show? He's like, guys, <laughs> it's me, Doctor Manhattan, and yo, we're back in Tulsa, <laughs> right? Yo, what if they t <laughs> messed it all together? Like, we'd be like, whoa, shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That would be crazy. Oh. We gonna oh see God. sister in with her toes <laughs> in the pool, and it's gonna all come together. Oh my God! I, my head would explode. My head would <laughs> explode. I'm I think out I'd, here. I think I'd be mad for like two seconds, and then I'd be like, you know, that's what? That's all right, hot. that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> who who would have thought Doctor Manhattan would have shown up in this? <laughs> It's another, it's another universe. Like. <laughs> oh my gosh. That shit hot. That shit hot. Yeah. So it was, it was great. It was, it was interesting and, and, and very innovative. Um, again, it was definitely not my favorite, but I definitely appreciated it. And it was classic. That classic sci-fi was cool. And then did y'all see the, somebody posted their spaceship was um, the Woody. It just, it looked uh, like Woody. Oh yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. So I like, I like it. I, I'm enjoying it. So yeah, that's all. That's all we got, guys. Um, uh, you know, if if you guys want to um, enjoy, hope you enjoy the presidential debates. If that's what you're into, again, please make sure you're registered to vote. Please vote early if you've received your absentee ballot. Um, my roommate dropped hers off yesterday. She said it was a, a long line of old black ladies, and I said I love to see it. Um, and I guess in a, kind of along the lines of that, I think the if you're in Georgia, the deadline to register to vote is October 5th. So make sure okay. you register, like Mel said. Yeah. And, and early, early voting starts uh, October 12th. Yeah. I mean, and if you're on Instagram, you can't miss it because every time you open the thing, it's telling you to register the vote. So. Oh my God. Instagram and Facebook are on it. They're like, this many days. Uh, I, had to do, I had to unsubscribe from a Democratic National Party because Every day I open my email, it was like, urgent, Die the earth is, is dying. I was like, y'all, I got y'all, hold up. I know Trump is bad. I know Biden is good. I'm going to need y'all to back that. Back, back. I, mean, I started to text one of them, like, I get the text Jesus. from like, Jamie. 
Jamie in South Carolina, I saw the text back. If y'all send me one more text, I'm going to ask you refund for the shit I have sent you. <laughs> they text me like every day. And, good, you know, um, I'm happy Jamie is up. You know, I, we cannot trust the poll numbers. But right now, Jamie is up. Um, Raphael Warnock is up. Uh, Raphael Warnock is no, up. Alsop uh, is up. McGrath is up. Um, uh, yeah. What's the... What's, it was up. And yeah. Lucy McBeth. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what, guys? Uh, if you paid more than $750 income tax, that should tell you how <laughs> you need a fucking vote. Because I know I did. Bye. Yeah. I think... I owe more than that to the state of Georgia right now. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. Und- you and me both. Undocumented, that's the meme going around. Undocumented immigrants pay more pay taxes. More. Okay. And so, yep. and I also posted um, that that's not even the thing we should be concerned about. Like, it's the debt. The it's debt. I was like, you have to, if you have any job that requires a security clearance, you exactly. have to have good credit and no debt. How did somebody with almost, with, yeah, almost have a billion? Almost half a billion, B as in billion, <laughs> dollars of debt. Yeah. Make it all the way to the Oval Office. That's the question. Not, because, a, not because, even around taxes. <laughs> because 100 million people did not vote because they did not think it relevant. Guess what, guys? Get y'all motherfucking asses out there and vote because this fool right here is selling us all down the river. Not just, not just half of us. He's literally selling all of us down the river. He owes 300 million dollars in loans that are coming due like no 421 million i'm sorry 421 million i didn't add all of them up and i'm like and i'm like well eric trump told (laughs) that fool's like yeah he's like we don't get our money from banks in america ain't nobody in america would give him money they get money because he's they are money launderers this is what these people do the deutsche bank is the only bank that will work with them because it is set up he needs to go. And you also need to be paying attention to how much uh, debt are the, the lady that he has now put up for a Supreme Court justice owes. You should have been paying attention to the um, almost uh, uh, $200 million that Kavanaugh owed. So like all these things, these people owe money and they aren't doing nothing but selling people out. So this is real life like right now that's happening. Please, please, for the love of God, if you are voting for Joe Biden, Please go vote. If you vote for Donald Trump, don't worry about it. Just stay at the house. But <laughs> if you vote for Joe Biden, get up and make sure you vote. If you have a uterus and you care about your ovaries and your reproductive rights, if you care about the environment, if you care about the people having insurance, get up and vote. Like that's what we have to do. It's it's life or death at this point, guys. It's not it's not to play around with. Right. It's 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 literally your livelihood because uh, <laughs> this people don't understand this right here has been. 40, 50 years in the making. And I don't think that any of these, most of these Republicans, I don't really think that they care necessarily if they win or lose because they're on the cusp of achieving what the fuck they've been working for for 40, 50 years right now. So it's like, maybe maybe we do lose our, like Mitch, Mitch or um, Lindsey Graham who was on Fox News begging like a little bitch talking about, they he raising so much more money than me and that's because they hate my guts. I'm like, if they hate your guts, then... Don't run. Like, why are you still trying to be, you know the people hate your guts. But, yeah, I, I don't even know if they, they care if they win or lose because they will ultimately get what they've been working for. The Federalist Society, yeah. for 40, 50 years, this is what, this moment, so. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, we beg you, please get out there and vote. 
again, but if you vote Donald Trump, don't vote. You just stay at the house. You don't have, you don't have to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that needs to be said because when we say vote, you want no understand. We're saying vote for Biden Harris. Fuck Donald Trump. Don't vote. <laughs> right, right. If you voting for um Donald Trump, election day is November fifth. I don't know what you. Heard. <laughs> it's the fifth. It's the fifth of November. So you know, anything that say the third is fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Just fake news. Fake news, guys. <laughs> <It's> fake news. <laughs> <sighs> Well, we. Huh? <laughs> I said that was funny. Yeah. So we thank you for joining us for episode seven. Um, I am of Lovecraft Country. We appreciate you guys. We look forward to um, knocking out these last three episodes. We don't know where we're going, how they're going to tie it up, but I think it's going to be a wild ride. So get ready, guys. We and Christine got some more fuckery. Y'all going to be. I'm in huh? church with Letty. I'm on that with you right next to. <laughs> You gonna be on that pew? I, when I, I uh, slapped y'all, I was like, I'm about to get my, in the bathtub and get my Bible. <laughs> What's going on? But we definitely appreciate you, and we thank you. Uh, um, so please make sure you register, get out there, vote early, turn in your um, absentee ballots, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Deuces.